Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Talking about this today, the White House announced that President Biden has a mild case of COVID. On the bright side, it's the first positive news Biden's gotten in months. (laughs) Yeah, the president has COVID. Um... I'm looking up at the TV. Obviously, uh, they're going pretty heavy on January 6th stuff, but they particularly have the, the the Mike Pence stuff that I think had never been seen before last night's primetime January 6th hearing. Mike Pence was a serious man that day. Of course, how would you not be serious? There's a crowd yeah. outside wanting to hang you. Well, he was he was a decisive and unafraid man, which really impressed the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was afraid, but he was courageous. He was still doing what needed to be done. Uh, he, he impressed me. Um, yeah. 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 Anyway, we'll uh, be talking more, more. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that later. Including, I want to share with you a chunk of Brett Stevens' piece about how wrong he was about Trump voters. Because, uh, you know, part of it's, ah, I don't know. It's funny. We try to call them as we see them all the time. And, uh, and a lot of people are pissed off that we're pissed off at Trump over January 6th. Um, but I'm not, uh, I'm not, there are layers. I'm, I'm not pissed off. I don't know if that'd be the right way to describe it. I just think he did something really, really awful. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, and, and if you're mad at us, you're going to love the next segment. Seriously. So stay tuned if you can. We brought up yesterday uh, Mark Milley uh, and uh, General Jack Keane. 
was on Fox News talking about the challenges the military has in recruiting, and that was one of his duties when he was a three-star general, uh, Jack Keane. Um, and, and, and it set off a whole bunch of really interesting emails from folks about why the military is having such trouble recruiting. Um, and they range a great deal, as you'll hear. Uh, I won't give any names. There's no need. But uh, hello, writes one correspondent. I can say the quality of recruits have definitely gone down as someone who's in, in a leadership position now. We just had our semi-annual fitness test in the Navy, and all four of my junior most sailors were either broken due to chronic illness in their early 20s to participate, too broken, or failed to meet the minimum standards, which in the Navy isn't very difficult. I'm nearly 39 and beat out 95% of my command. I'm not in nearly as good a shape as I was when I was at their age, etc. The drug thing isn't as big a deal as you'd think. We have a saying in the Navy, there's a waiver for everything. And that includes minor crimes as well. Mm. Uh, We've honestly dropped standards too far in recruiting already. All we can do now is provide more to incentivize service. Yeah, that's one of the troubling aspects is that we've been dropping standards, dropping standards, and the number of people that qualify is still going down faster than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mary, longtime uh, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, writes, Both of my sons enlisted a month after graduation in 2006 and 2010. It was not 9-11 patriotism. It was being informed of the role they could play in defending America. They deployed to Iraq, Afghanistan, and Gitmo. Since leaving the service, they both uh, have college degrees due to the GI Bill, etc., Uh, If the media could stop talking about vet homelessness, suicides, and PTSD, which are real, but a small part of post-service life, more people would serve. My daughter is married to an active duty service member. They live in Sicily. The U.S. military opens the world to young people. I hope things change. Military friends are friends for life. Then this from uh, Bart. Here's why the military is struggling to meet their recruiting goals. Uh, I'm I'm former military from a big military family. Half of my friends and associates are military folks. So, number one, no one wants the shot. They aren't losing 20% of their fighting force for no reason. We know it doesn't work, and we know the risk, especially to young men. Uh, You're talking the vaccine for COVID? The vaccine, It's yeah. keeping people from joining the military. That's interesting. Of course, we yeah. knew, you know, uh, as I think about this in real time, um, I remember when we were talking about this on the air, but people were retiring from the police force. I mean, that's your career. That's what you dedicated your life to mm-hmm. rather than get the vaccine. So, yeah, I, I suppose it would be easy to believe that people are not joining rather than get the vaccine. You know, Bart, it does work to prevent uh, serious illness, illness and death in most cases, but a young man doesn't need that anyway because they wouldn't have that option, no, most likely. No, no. Uh, number two reason, Afghanistan. I lost friends in Afghanistan. We've spent American lives in Afghanistan for 20 years. My father fought in Afghanistan. Wow. Multiple generations have. Only for our president to cede that the entire country and everything we fought for to the enemy and for China. We lost America's soldiers' lives that day. All he could do was look at his watch. Three, no one wants to sign up to die in Europe, Iran, or Israel's next war. I'm familiar with history. I know the risk of being isolationists. I don't care. We've been bottle-feeding half the planet for the better part of a century. If they can take care of themselves at this point, it's not our problem. We don't need to die for Ukraine, Moldova, Taiwan, or any other country but our own. Every young American knows it's worth nothing to die in a proxy war on behalf of this year's campaign donors, and this administration has shown how little they care when we do. Boy, I've said very similar things over the years. Um, man, there's there's a book out. I can't remember the name of the book or the author now, but it doesn't matter. Uh, talking about the world we're about to go into now that we are no longer interested in guaranteeing the safety of the seas for commerce around the mm-hmm. world. 
Mm-hmm. And how much we have benefited for the last 75 years as being the world's policeman. It has made us very rich and very safe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But a lot of young men have died. Uh, Bart, no also doubt. Just, no doubt. Just as an aside, Bart uh, disagrees with me specifically on certain Trump-related issues. Uh, Bart, I'd still be uh, honored to shake your hand, buy you a beer, and talk about the world someday. Uh, let's see. 21-year-old's thought on military recruitment shortage. Uh, Jacob writes, I've been a young listener to the show since high school when my economics teacher recommended you guys. Uh, fabulous. Wow! That's fantastic. Uh, I get the first... Uh, blah, blah, blah. My thoughts on the military recruitment shortage is this. As a 21-year-old constitutionalist libertarian, I've witnessed and been affected by failures of the government, corruption, and violation of constitutional rights. The last two years have been monumental in showing just how corrupt and nonsensical the government is. Many people of my age and political views who are eligible to join... Uh, think, why would I sign my life away to the government who constantly violates our rights and treats us like cattle? I have great respect for those who have served, but there is a strong anti-government sentiment in people my age who may have joined but are disturbed at what this government has become. Mm, man. So uh, we didn't think about that angle of it. So we were talking about the number of young people that might not sign up because you were taught in high school this is a bad country. Uh, so why would you want to join the military to protect a country that's making the world worse, according to your social studies professor or uh, teacher in sophomore year of high school? I didn't think about the other side of it, though. The 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 people who feel like the you know the Constitution's not being followed, et cetera, et cetera. So what am I protecting exactly? Hmm. Yeah, and listen, an argument can absolutely be made that the pitch to join the armed forces. Um, and, and if you're new to the show, both Jack and I come from families that have had lots of folks in the military. Um, we're not elitist beltway types who, who talk about the military with absolutely no personal knowledge. Um, the pitch is that you're defending the United States of America and its people and its constitution, which is a powerful pitch. Powerful pitch. The reality, unfortunately, in many cases is folks have sacrificed and died uh, on various ill-advised adventures that may or may not have been even a little bit necessary or just been a terrible idea or poorly executed. And it just it does not help recruiting, thinking, I'm not defending my country. I'm defending, you know, commerce in the Middle East, for instance. And commerce in the Middle East is not an insignificant thing, I mean, for instance, or the shipping lanes in China or what have you, or just the the rules-based international order. But that's a different ask than, I'm defending the United States of America. And I think a lot of young people think, I'll defend the U.S. of A., the whole international order thing, Al-Shabaab in Africa, whatever, eh, not so much. Well, I think I could get, I could get closer to being all right with defending the world order since it benefits our country so much more than I'm still in Afghanistan and might get my feet blown off today because neither president from either party over 20 years wants to be the guy who pulled out. Yeah, I totally under well, I don't totally understand it. I'm, I do my very best to understand folks who served in Afghanistan and are angry that we pulled out, just gave it to the Taliban. Now China's moving in; they're mining, etc. Uh, that frustration is, uh, I get, you know, to the extent that a civilian who didn't serve there can get it. On the other hand, I think in a lot of ways it's a, the perfect example of throwing good money after bad, good lives after bad. As Jack, you know, was was just explaining, 
we could have gotten out of there having accomplished what we set out to accomplish a long time ago. And to sacrifice more lives and limbs and eyes and the rest of it because, well, we've been there for 20 years. That's 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 not right. It's called a sunk cost in economics. Right. Right. Whether you will have been there for 20 years, whether you continue or get out. So what are you better off doing, continuing or get out, getting this, out? This is a serious problem, though. If if you got. You just can't recruit recruit young people to be in your military. That's a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's a multifaceted problem. A lot of folks brought up. Thanks, everybody, for your emails, first of all, for taking the time. They're beautifully written and and heartfelt. Um, Many people mentioned Afghanistan. Uh, Several people mentioned the shots. Um, I have a feeling the kids who have been taught to hate this country and believe it uh, don't listen to our show. Right. Um. But that's a factor. It's got to be. You'd have to ask uh, Steve Inscape to uh, bring it up on his show if you want to reach those people. <laughs> yeah, on NPR. Um, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think about people not joining the military because they didn't want to get the vaccine. Though that one had slipped by me. Yeah. Interesting. So that will go away at some point, right? Or will? It? Oh yeah, or absolutely. We kind of keep giving the COVID vaccine pretty much forever because it's going to be around forever. Well, I think that the bug itself will keep evolving to the point where it's unnecessary. Who knows? I have a very, very dangerous rock and roll song to play for you when we come back. Dangerous rock and roll song. I hope you're not going to be listening to it with your kids in the car. Plus, you mad at us over uh, talking about the January 6th hearings. You're going to love the, the column from Brett Stevens in the New York Times. And he's absolutely right. Good stuff. On the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You're the real tough cookie with a long history of breaking little hearts like you wanted me. Oh my God, how many people are being killed just because we're playing this song? Have radio I was stations about to shoot you? Have radio stations pulled it yet? The classic 80s hit, Pat Benatar, hit me with your best shot. She will no longer perform her song in concert in the wake of horrific mass shootings. There's nothing funny about mass shootings, obviously. There is something funny about a, a four-foot 80s singer. <laughs> wow. Who, who won't, How does her height enter into who, it? Who, who's the thirstiest little singer I've ever seen. I've never what seen anybody it, drink so much water. If it was Lizzo, would that be okay because she's quite large or what? I don't see her reasoning here. By the way, age on Pat Benatar, 69. Pat Benatar's 70 years old, basically. Well, um, and that hit is, correct me if I'm wrong, going on 40 years. Certainly 35, right? I'm guessing. Well, wait a minute. I'm guessing a, a 81, maybe-ish. Yeah, so it's solidly 40 years yeah. old. Wow, that's an wow, old song. so now no longer singing it, a brave stance. Uh, I can't say those words out loud with a smile on my face. I just can't. I'm not going to go on stage, and uh, uh, I'm going to go to my legislators. That's my contribution to protesting. I'm not going to sing it. You wrote it, didn't you? You, you were you thinking about shooting people when you wrote the song? I don't think you probably were. Yeah, well, it was, it's her song. It was make your best effort at yes. wooing me. Take your yes. best shot at wooing me. There were no guns and no violence involved. Make your best effort at wooing me. <laughs> Woo away. So Tucker Carlson commenting on the president's health last night. 
Wednesday it was cancer. Thursday it was the coronavirus. Tomorrow you've got to think it's going to be monkeypox. <laughs> if you or someone you know has recently had unsafe sex with Joe Biden, please seek precautionary medical attention. God knows what you might have picked up. Oh, uh, stupid wow. son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, we live That's... in weird times, man. Yes, we do. Oh, oh, you know, I hate to go from that uh, amusing to this, but... Did you hear the story? Congressman Lee Zeldin, he's a sitting congressman, New York State. He's giving a speech. He's running for governor right now. He's giving a a speech. A guy runs on stage and tries to stab him in the throat. Oh, geez. Yes, he tried to stab him right in the neck. And Zeldin saw him coming. He pushed the suspect away. He's able to stop his arm. Uh, some of his campaign guys and security or somebody tackles the guy, brings the guy to the ground. Thank God. Thank God. This could be a tragedy spoken of for generations in America, but I haven't gotten to the, the bad part yet. Okay. Man was arrested, obviously. Released later that day on his own recognizance. <laughs> what? What? You try to assassinate somebody and you get out later that day? Yes. Yes. What? So and, and and interestingly enough, Zeldin, Republican running for governor, governor, he predicted the alleged attacker would be released. Quote, his words as he tried to stab me a few hours ago were you're done, but several attendees including other people quickly jumped into action, tackled the guy. Law enforcement was on the scene within minutes. The attacker will probably likely be instantly released under New York's laws. And he was right. That's insane. I know. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say either. Well, we've lost our minds. The politicians, the DAs, the uh, the corrections people, the governors, whomever, who are passing these laws and letting these atrocities occur, they've got to be removed from office. They've got to be voted out. They've got to be recalled. And they are being, but it's too slow. Um, Can you imagine if your kid... Your wife, your mom, whoever got hurt by this guy or killed by this guy when he already had indicated who he was by trying to stab to death a gubernatorial candidate. Right. Well, and I've always been... Oh, you'd be so mad. You'd be so sick. You'd be psychotic with the... I don't live in a civilized world anymore. This guy indicated he's willing to kill people, and now he's killed my kid, my, my mom, my wife, whatever. Right. Right. You know, I've always been mystified by the giant gulf in the punishment for, say, attempted murder and murder. So this Lee Zeldin guy, I don't know much about him at all, but uh, it's hard to block a punch. It's hard to stop somebody from stabbing you. It's very, very hard. Perhaps you've heard the term defensive wounds. The fact that Lee Zeldin was able to block this guy's arm. And didn't, like, swing and miss at blocking his arm. Is the difference between this guy being in jail for the rest of his life with no parole or being released on his own recognizance? How did his own recognizance work that day? He was on his own recognizance when he tried to assassinate a man. That's an excellent point. Unhappening believable. He's demonstrated what his own recognizance looks like. This can't stand. It can't. If you miss an hour of this show and they're all good, go to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. So are you aware of any phone call by the President of the United States to the Secretary of Defense that day? Not that I'm aware of, no. Are you aware of any phone call by the President of the United States to the Attorney General of the United States that day? No. Are you aware of any phone call by the President of the United States to the Secretary of Homeland Security that day? I'm not aware of that, no. That's Liz Cheney asking questions to Cipollone, Trump's counsel at the time, privately uh, encouraging Trump to during that three-hour period that the riot was at its peak of violence, say something, do something. But he was uh, not interested in that at the time. 
Yeah. So we've been talking about the January 6th hearings on and off, uh, which has uh, angered a fair number of uh, folks, I guess. Um, that's fine. I get it. I just pandering takes too much energy. We're going to call us, call them as we see them. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this during the commercial break, getting ready to talk about this. How creepy is it when you become aware that somebody agrees with absolutely everything you say? When you become aware that they are yes-manning you, you know, and you realize they're like trying to sell you or, or, or pander to you or manipulate you or something. I mean, when somebody's kissing your ass, I don't, I don't know. For me, I get weirded out bad when I realize, oh, my God, this person is trying to work me. Hmm. And so, you know, you can do whatever you want with your listening time, but... Uh, we don't try to do that, and it'd be so weird if you agreed with us everything we said. I'll bet we, I'll bet, I'll bet the angriest people agree with us on like ninety nine percent of policies. Right, right, yeah, but disagree so anyway, on the uh, the um, how bad it was what Trump did that day. Yeah, sure. But fair enough, again. But, uh, you know, for instance, we're going to keep tr- running uh, Marxist DAs out of office. We're going to keep trying to crush. Uh, you know, critical race theory and, and radical gender theory in our schools, the rest of it. So, you know, forgive, forgive us if you can. But we know we've annoyed some of you. Uh, but <clears throat> I came, came across this. Brett Stevens, the New York Times did something kind of interesting. We talked about it at length on our One More Thing podcast yesterday. They challenged eight of their columnists, I think it was, to say, write about something you got completely wrong and why. I love that. I love. I wish uh, every newspaper and cable news show did that like once a month. That'd be a great mm-hmm. feature. Yeah, it takes balls. Uh, Brett Stevens, who's a token conservative there at the New York Times, uh, wrote the following. And I'm going to read you a bunch of it. And this is uh, this is going out to the people that we've made mad. Um, I was wrong about Trump voters. He says, the worst line I ever wrote as a pundit was the first line I ever wrote about the man who would become the 45th president. If by now you don't find Donald Trump appalling, you're appalling. Mm. This opening salvo for August 15th was the first in what would become dozens of columns denouncing Trump as a unique threat to American life, democratic ideals, and the world itself. I regret almost nothing of what I said about the man and his close minions, but the broad swipe at his voters caricatured them and blinkered me. It also probably helped more than hindered Trump's candidacy. Telling voters they are moral ignoramuses is a bad way of getting them to change their minds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that is why, for me and a lot of people, the night of the 2016 election, I consider that one of the greatest nights of my life. Because it was such an F you to people like Brett Stevens writing that and cable, just all y'all, shut the hell up, here's both fingers. Right, right, I totally hear that. We all felt like Kid Rock for a night. (laughs) So, Brett Stevens goes on, what were they seeing that I wasn't? That ought to have been the first question to ask myself. When I looked at Trump, I saw a bigoted blowhard making one ignorant argument after another. What Trump supporters saw was a candidate whose entire being was a proudly raised middle finger at the self-satisfied elite that had produced a failing status quo. That is a perfect description of the feeling I had, and still have, a lot of times. Yep, yep. Uh, Back to Stephen's confession. I was blind to this. 
Although I'd spent the years of Barack Obama's presidency denouncing his policies, my objections were more abstract than personal. I belonged to a social class that my friend Peggy Noonan called the protected. My family lived in a safe and pleasant neighborhood. Our kids went to an excellent public school. I was well paid, fully insured, insulated against life's harsh edges. Trump's appeal, according to Noonan, was largely to people she called the unprotected. Their school, their neighborhoods weren't so safe and pleasant. Their schools weren't so excellent. Their livelihoods weren't so secure. Their experience of America was often one of cultural and economic decline, sometimes felt in the most personal of ways. It was an experience compounded by the insult of being treated as losers and racists, clinging in Obama's notorious 2008 phrase to guns or religion or antipathy toward people who aren't like them. No wonder they were angry. Yeah, some of that, and, some of that, I'm just thinking for myself, some of that that you just mentioned there applies to me because I'm, I am, I'm part of the protected. I'm, I'm fortunate in my career that blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, I'm closer to Brett Stevens than I am some of the, you know, people suffering life's hard edges. But that whole, you're a racist or you're an idiot for wanting to have a gun or going to church, that stuff leaves a mark with me. Yeah, absolutely. So Stevens writes, anger can take dumb or dangerous terms, and with Trump, they often took both. But that didn't mean the anger was unfounded or illegitimate or that it was aimed at the wrong target. Trump voters had a powerful case to make that they had been thrice betrayed by the nation's elites. First after 9-11, when they'd borne much of the brunt of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, only to see Washington fumble, then abandon the efforts. Second, after the financial crisis of 08, when so many were being laid off, even as the financial class was being bailed out. Amen. Uh, Yeah. Third, in the post-crisis recovery, in which years of ultra-low interest rates were a bonanza for those with investable assets and brutal for those without. Oh, he writes. And then came, and this is so freaking true, and I tell you what, and that's why I beg you people who are angry at us for things we've said about Trump to forgive and forget and, and stick with us because this is the fight of our lives, Stephen talk, Stevens talks about in the next paragraph. He writes, oh, and then came the great American cultural revolution of the 2010s in which traditional practices and beliefs regarding same-sex marriage, sex-segregated bathrooms, personal pronouns, meritocratic ideals, race-blind rules, reverence for patriotic symbols, the rules of romance, the presumption of innocence, and the distinction between equality of opportunity and outcome, they became more and more not just passe, but taboo. It's one thing for social mores to evolve over time, aided by respect for differences of opinion. It's another for them to be abruptly imposed by one side on another with little democratic input, but a great deal of moral bullying. This was the climate which good stuff right there. That is it's it really is. This was the climate in which Trump's campaign flourished. I could have thought a little harder about the fact that in my dripping condescension toward his supporters, I was also confirming their suspicions about people like me. People who talked a good game about the virtues of empathy, but practiced it only selectively. People unscathed by the country's problems, yet unembarrassed to propose solutions. I could have given Trump voters more credit for nuance. For every in-your-face MAGA warrior, there are plenty of ambivalent Trump supporters, doubtful of his ability, dismayed by his manner, who were willing to take their chances on him because he had the nerve to defy deeply flawed conventional pieties. Nor were they impressed by Trump critics who had their own penchant for hypocrisy and outright slander. 
to this day, precious few anti-Trumpers have been honest with themselves about the elaborate hoax, and there's no other word for it that was the Steele dossier and all the bogus allegations credulously parroted in the mainstream media that flowed from it. And I have to remind myself all the time, people who watched the screw job on Trump for all of his sins, but watched that giant orchestrated screw job unfold over the course of years aren't in a real good mood to admit their own faults or their own mistakes. Right. As I was watching the hearing last... Totally get that, friends. As I was watching the hearing last night, it's the first time I'd ever tuned in. Liz Cheney is doing what she's doing from complete conviction and, and is willing to sacrifice her career for it. And I think she has because their polls are not looking good. To see Adam Schiff still involved? Are you kidding me? Who's getting to once again just make more money and be more solidly solidly entrenched in his career? Yeah. After a couple of years of just making crap up? Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. We've got evidence that's going to lead to a conviction in the Russia gate, blah, 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 and of course never producing it. I mean, it's really sickening to see him involved in this. Oh, yeah, he's a rotten, sickening, amoral, evil person. And he's sitting up there beaming on the January 6th committee. So you people are disgusted by it, cynical about it, you hate it. I get it. I really get it. Um, These are weird times, man. These are the spicy times. They are. I do think... So all that stuff is absolutely true. Trump, Trump representing a middle finger to the elite and all that sort of stuff that I get and loved, absolutely loved. I do think he's, for those of you who are still super loyal to him, man, he doesn't feel about you the way you think he feels about you, in my opinion. that That's one thing that's bothered me from the beginning. I'm a mm-hmm. small-town Midwest rural guy. Always was, always will be in my, uh, in, my, in my psyche. He thinks we're all a bunch of dumb racists, and he plays that. He doesn't respect us. He thinks religious people are dumb. I guarantee you. He's not a religious guy that has respect for you churchgoers. He thinks you're easily led and manipulated. I agree. I find that very troubling. <laughs> yeah. 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 All all you know, it's funny. I, I guess ambivalence is really hard for people. It's a fancy pants word. Uh, That means the ability to have conflicting ideas in your head or to believe two conflicting things at the same time. Trump is a con man. And Trump was right most of the time. The country is better off for having Trump in office, having had Trump in office, and the country can't have him in office again. That's a that's See, a good contradiction. I I'm comfortable with that stuff. I think that's what life is. There's a lot of that in life. Um, but you know, some people are not comfortable with that. Or again, and I I so get this. You have been beaten on. You and your beliefs. You've been insulted, condescended to, and beaten on by the elites in the media and government and the rest of it. And then you're being asked to say, well, you got to admit, you have some fault, too. I mean, it's a very hard thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It is really hard to take. Yeah. So, anyway. It is really hard to take. 
No, don't I, hate us because we're ambivalent. Or because we're beautiful. <laughs> I got a mirror. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm aging well. I was looking at the mirror the other day. I, just... I know I'm not. <laughs> um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Another reason the president's going to be fine is because, let's be honest, there's not much that COVID can do to him. <laughs> yeah, think about it. What's going to happen? The virus is going to get in his body and be like, let's see what I can do here. Time to get some brain fog, some fatigue, some dizzy... Wait, wait. <laughs> Have I already been here? What's going on? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's well accurate. That's one thing it is. Uh, but that's some pretty biting commentary from a, uh, a comedy show usually fairly friendly to D's. I'm COVID. I'm in the president's body. What can I do that has, he hasn't already got? Hey, do we happen to have that clip, Hanson, of Biden and Israel when he was stumbling along last week? Forgot about that. Have you grabbed that yet? Can somebody give me a nod or... Okay. There's there's a clip from last Winks week. as good as a nod to a blind horse. I've never understood that expression. Wink is as good as a nod. Neither one of them are any good? I guess. But what, what? when would you use that expression? Uh, when a blind horse is ignoring you, I guess. When, I you're, when you're winking at a particularly attractive <laughs> like, blind horse? <laughs> like I say, I've never quite gotten the point. Okay. Uh, Tucker played a clip last night. We'll have to dig it up of uh, Biden. He said this is where he showed his first COVID symptoms, which may be true. He was speaking in... Israel and man, he was like coughing and yeah, and that then they think that's roughly when he got COVID, likely based on his symptoms showing up yesterday. How many people? Speaking of clips, before I forget, speaking of clips, kicking off hour three, what ought to be uh, the political lie of the year? We have the clip. Okay, lie of the year. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. This one makes that one. Look truthful. Okay, and we Stay also we also need to do the breaking news of this ceasefire deal worked out between Ukraine and Russia around getting the grain out of there, and uh, I'm, I'm 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 concerned about this. So we've got some of the details on that to kick off hour three. Uh, briefly on the the COVID president thing, uh, somebody put together a pretty good montage of how Biden is a super spreader event. But if he did have COVID while he's in the Middle East, man, he breathed on and shook hands with a lot of people. A mm-hmm. lot of people over the last week while he had COVID. He might be the Biden super spreader. Um, inflation is going to have an impact on back-to-school shopping. Here's a headline for you. Not surprising, of course. Man, this I don't want to say this to my kids because I remember when I was a kid. The first time I heard the term back-to-school every summer, I was like, what? Already? No. Mm. Let's, we just, mm. But didn't we just? We can't. Is it already? That's a sobering phrase. It is. You're walking through the Kmart and you see the back to school shopping sign. Oh, oh that no. is rough. Um, the back to school market, by the way, is a $35 billion market in America every year for K through 12 students. And this year, parents are expected to spend an average of $661 per child. That's up 8% year over year, 27% since 2019. Wow. Up 27% wow. since 2019, so significantly more expensive to get your kids ready to go to school, which is not surprising because the gas you use to drive them to school is quite a bit more. Well, hey, 32 crayons is plenty for anybody, all right? No more of that. I'm a Rockefeller box of 64. Burnt umber, please. <laughs> well, now you can get a box that is just a collection of skin tones. It's only skin tones. It's uh, everything. We are the world. We are the children. Okay, great. It's everything from like Michael Jackson white, to which I've never seen another Homo sapien other than Michael Jackson who was that white, to uh, to dark black, which obviously does exist, but mm-hmm. and every shade of brown in between, which is which is fine. I don't. But to buy a, a box of crayons that is only I'm only oh, I'm only interested in color and skin seems a little. Keep an eye on that kid. <laughs> that just seems a little weird to me. <laughs> Skin. You know, I'm just fascinated by skin and different textures and colors. 
I played golf uh, the other day with a buddy of mine who's very, very Irish. And his son, who's very, very Irish, has been living in Canada. And he had skin as white as Michael Jackson. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Oh, he had the moon tan. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You talk about a white man, he's a white man. (laughs) Motel tan. I'm kind of a pinkish modeled tan man. He's a white man. Yeah, I have. I, my arms are really, really dark from years of being in the sun and everything like that, and always wearing short sleeves and being outside a lot with my kids. And somebody saw the the, the other day um, with no shoes and socks on, which is rare um, that anybody would ever see me that. But my feet are as white as a sheet of paper. And it said, "Wait a second, yeah. is that what your skin color is?" I said, "Yeah." Oh man, you're wow. <laughs> yeah. My arms from my feet are quite the uh, contrast. You um, look like you're wearing socks. Again, the Russia-Ukraine thing, among other things, in Hour 3 that you should hear about. My son, during the summer, I'm trying to get him up to speed. If you don't remember the story, if you hadn't heard, my son uh, delayed start in school, so he's behind by a couple of years and that sort of thing for a variety of reasons I won't get into. But trying to get him on board with learning how to type. And, man, he's really, <laughs> really fighting me on this. But I'm making him practice. The, the They have such great online typing things now. I wish they had that when I was in school, as opposed to mm. the teacher just up there yelling, F-F-D-S-F, you know, and that sort of thing on my old manual typewriter because I'm 100 years old. But he's he's got these programs, and it's really cool with music and that sort of stuff, and it gives you a grade of how fast you are and how accurate you are, and it's really, you know, and, it, and it's designed to repetition and trying different combinations. So fantastic. But, man, he hates it. Just hates it. Tell him old Uncle Joe says, that's the best thing I ever learned. It's one of the most valuable things I ever learned. I have, and I showed him my typing skills zipped right through. He said, how do you type so fast? I said, because I learned to type when I was a kid, and I still remember how, because it'll be in your brain forever, and it'll be so helpful. Yeah, yeah. And everything you do, you're going to have to be able to type. Oh, yeah, especially now. I got lazy when it came to the numbers. I got to look at the numbers. I can't do them by feel. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. The lie of the year coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet can help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.